0: same old people, kind of sell your soul, trade it for a shining stone, ain't nothing in this life for free, running from the greatest evil, finally don't own me, a man's got to fight temptation, the from the door. Hello and uh welcome back to First and Ten Podcast, Um we're continuing our draft courage this week Um and with me we've got Lee Wakefield, Hi, are you there?
1: hello again good to be back uh
0: after yes yeah. after last week's uh,
1: corners class i'm looking forward to getting on these tight ends that we said to the last end of last episode uh, we're both looking forward you quite a bit
0: yeah so we're uh we're just well this is just before the combine sort of really gets going so sort of really getting into that now um yeah we're into a really interesting class here um hey, well before we actually get into them what do you think about this class overall
1: um he's... It's a bit of a down year, I think, I think, just overall, but there's some real good position groups. I think this is one of them, the tight ends. Obviously, the defensive line, both interior and edge rusher, both very, very good. Um, I think we discussed some nice tackles, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, pardon the uh, innuendo. Um, you know, the other week. Um, yeah, I think I think it's, it, it's, it's good where it's good, and it's not so good when it isn't. I think yeah. it's a, a little bit of a down year overall um but yeah it no, has got some good players i think we've got some good players that'll come out and get our teeth into over the next few weeks especially
0: yeah, so this uh titan class in particular is one that really stood out after a few years of maybe not so good prospects coming out
1: yeah i think it's the best one since the um david and Joku. um was that the same year oj howard came out as yeah. well and so there's like three in the first round wasn't there i think it's the, the best one since then i would say
0: yeah, it definitely feels like we could have that sort of number again in the first round, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I'd say two for sure. Uh, maybe a third, depending on how early they all go, and then, yeah, maybe maybe even a fourth, You know, if we're getting really fruity. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, well, so I'm just gonna go through our normal normal stuff: top five prospects, and then a sleeper or two out there. Um, well, what was I just crack straight on at number five? Who, who have you got That's there? Good.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> we were talking just before we came on about the pronunciation of the song, Isaac Nauta,
0: I'm gonna say. Yeah. I'm going to go for from Georgia. That's gonna be the official um, pronunciation on this podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Uh, yeah. So I think he's a great blocker. Um, he will absolutely put your ass on the ground. <laughs> and Georgia are a really heavy run team, so he, he's had plenty of experience of doing that. Uh, he's pretty limited in the passing game, from what I've seen. Um, but I think if you want a blocking tight end, he's definitely gonna be one of the one of the best, if not the best, in that in that sense in this class. Um, he's going to help you run game. He's going to be a red zone weapon as well. Um, I think he's pretty quick, but like I say, he doesn't have that flexibility and that limits him in the passing game somewhat. Even though his hands are quite soft, I would say, which is quite nice. And he doesn't really body catch it very often. He likes to catch it away from his body, which also helps him get away and uh, maybe get that extra yard or two, um, rather than bodying it and having to concentrate on like, bringing it in properly and things like that. Um, but yeah, maybe he'll, he'll sort of develop that side of his game in you know, the coming years. When he when he makes it into the pros, but yeah, if, if you just want a, a, a someone to stand on the end of your line and help you run game, I think he's going to be your man. That,
0: that, that's pretty much exactly what I had written down. I think he's going to be great as a, a blocker, but I, I think he's going to be fine in the passing game. I don't think he's going to be sort of terrible, but I don't think that's going to be what you're drafting him for, is it?
1: No, no, definitely not. He's going to be end two to begin with, uh, possibly even Titan three if you if you've got a couple of decent ones already. Um, he, like you say you're going to sort of sit in there and develop him as a passing game weapon and yeah if he doesn't develop outside of this game he's going to have a great walker and he's probably going to have a decent career as a Titan two or three um, you know for a run heavy team
0: yeah I, I've written down that he just, he's just going to be quite a safe pick I don't think he's going to be I don't, I'm not sure he's ever going to he's not got a massive ceiling but I think he's got a very safe floor
1: yeah, I think old school coaches will love him won't he, for that blocking ability. Um and yeah, if you can get someone someone who can get something out of him in a passing game, then he's gonna be that decent option I think. Um I think team like the Patriots are gonna love now. Yeah. You know, for his, his sort of assignment soundness. He's played at Georgia his big programme obviously. Um and yeah, they're just, just gonna like him for that reason alone, I think. Um and that's why I think he'll have a decent career he's a decent floor. Uh, possibly limited ceiling, he's definitely not one of these people that I'm, I'm having down as maybe just sneaking into the first round, he's definitely a mid round guy, but uh, someone, I quite like, someone I quite like someone who I think will have a decent career as I've said
0: so you, meant, you mentioned the Patriots who I think are probably going to come up a few times on this podcast uh, with tight ends, but is there any other teams that you like, him, like with him?
1: Yeah, I had him down as the Texans as well, um, they're obviously going to need to invest in their line uh, quite a lot and if they want to kind of sort of invest in their protection without having to invest in alignment they could kind of do it through now, matter I think yeah Deshaun Watson we we know was on the ground way too much injured way too much uh, well since he's come to the league really and the Texans are amongst the, the worst offensive lines as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago and they're looking at our tackles and our offensive linemen um, so yeah if they, want to, like I say, if they want to do that in a sort of kind of different way I think he'd be a good a good pick up for them
0: yeah I like that because it, it's almost like a cheaper way of doing it isn't it just uh get a bit of improvement there
1: yeah yeah exactly kind of uh, a sort of backdoor way of improving your, your run game and your walking game
0: yeah, yeah I, think, I think people underestimate sometimes just how much them sort of players can help don't they
1: mm, yeah for sure you know it, it, it's, a, it's a friend for your running back it's a friend for your, your quarterback in the blocking sense and also in the passing game sense as well and if you've got a pretty creative uh, play caller they can always use these guys just in, in you know little wrinkle plays you know might only happen four or five times a year but it might get you four or five first downs as well
0: um, well so yeah, I think that's uh coming quite well I think I think it's pretty clear what sort of player he's going to be but um, well, it's maybe not so clear as your number four so who have you got there
1: yeah so I've got uh, Jace Sternberger from Texas A&M and I think we were talking about this just before he came on yeah. weren't we, about he's a bit of a difficult bit of a difficult uh, evaluation he's got a bit of a funny story obviously he went to Kansas State to begin with just wasn't used at all and went the Duco route and then earned his Texas A&M transfer and he had a great year, uh, but he's only that one year. And obviously, I'm going to mention all the time about production, uh, but I also mentioned about experience as well, which, you know, he's kind of experienced, but not at a high level. Obviously, going to Juco and then not really getting on the field at Kansas State very much, but he's one year at Texas A&M, 17 yards, a, t- uh, a t- uh, sorry, a pass, a catch, sorry, <laughs> uh, and 10 touchdowns, for and which yeah. is obviously unbelievable. I think it's one of the highest uh, yards a catch in the whole of the NCAA. Uh, so I think he's huge potential that if tapped into correctly, I think he can be one of the better sort of pass catching tight ends. And um, he's still got some growth to do in his route running and things like that, but he's really quick. I think he'll be a mismatch for anyone. Strikes me as someone who, a little bit like Mike Kosicki last year, who went to the Dolphins, who will do be taken maybe on day two, struggling struggle maybe in year one. But then you will come when he's sussed so out of nuances of sussed some out of run routes a little bit and how the offence is going to use him, I think he could explode after that. I
0: think that's I think that happened to a lot of tight ends, doesn't it? It seems one of those positions that they struggle on the whole to produce sort of straight away, isn't it?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think it's a more nuanced position. Yeah. I think in the in the NFL than it is in college, I think a lot of the college teams just sort of like push him out there as a jumbo wide receiver that plays in the slot kind of thing. And then when they get to the NFL, they're kind of asked to do a lot bit more, and it's a bit more difficult yeah.
0: for them. I, I guess the Titans just got a lot more to learn, haven't they? I guess, is does it all need the running game and the passing game? It's just probably more for them to do, so which mm. is a tougher assignment than some of these other uh, players. Um, yeah. So, well, I guess he's he's almost a complete opposite, opposite isn't he? If, uh, as a uh, how would pronounce yeah. it? Nauta. <laughs> Nauta, <laughs> yeah, Nauta. I think we're yeah. saying that. But yeah. <laughs> oh, he's almost the opposite of that. Yeah.
1: No, he is. Yeah, no, he is definitely. I think he's he's that sort of modern day tight end that will come on to again uh, shortly with someone else. But uh, he's just that at the moment. He's just that kind of just red zone weapon, stretching down the seam kind of weapon. In you know, I think for fitness wise, well. I think that could be good for the Saints. I think he could be that new Jimmy Graham for them. And um, the Patriots again, who've been talking about tight ends, been talking about Green Bay, uh, maybe a couple of other guys who are coming up. Texans, again, if they if they don't want to block and tight end, if they just want someone who can be another weapon because of Sean Watson, he can get Sternberger in. Uh, I think he'll he'll be he'll be getting some decent production sooner or later.
0: So, so I think the Patriots are one of them. I think a lot obviously depends on what ends up happening with uh, Gronkowski but if he ends up playing another year then I feel like he's definitely a player that could go there and sit, well, maybe not sit for a year but maybe not be asked to do too much and just sit and develop as a player and I think that could really help him going to a team like that.
1: Yeah, he can be a complimentary sort of tight end because rather than being your number one, he's relying on too much. And you know, if you've got like, say, if you've got a, a, a Gropowski or another like decent tight end or a top tight end, you can kind of yeah let him stew behind them and uh, let him learn off him. And then you know once the time comes, he can be number one once he's learned all the nuances of the position.
0: And uh, where, where do you think he ends up going? Because I think I, don't know, I think he's gonna be one of these players that probably does quite well at this combine, isn't he? And <laughs> is that gonna sort of Bump him up maybe higher than he perhaps should go, or where do you think he went up?
1: Yeah, I think he, I think he's gonna, he's gonna be able to run quite quickly in a straight line. I'm not sure about the agility. It's the agility is going to be difficult for him. I think he doesn't look the yeah. most agile, but he, he does look quick. He does look quite strong. Uh, like I say, he's got good eight hands, if so he can get catching some balls at some point. And you know, it's probably more yeah. pro day. Um, yeah, you know, he, he's going to be showing off his skills that he's got. And like fact, I said, I've said it in the past on here that like to look at what people can do rather than what they can't and if you get an offensive coordinator that looks at things like that and just plays with strengths he could, he could be good straight away don't get me wrong but yeah you're looking at sort of year two year three him. and I think you know subsequently that means he's going to be day two pick
0: yeah where well, now to have felt like that safe pick this feels like one that could just flame out doesn't it
1: yeah yeah, well, yeah for sure this could be the one where you know you, you see him drafted maybe in the second or third round and never hear him again after that because he just doesn't get it and they're not willing to use him because they've already got a decent tight end who, you know, if they don't play too tight end sets or something like that, then, you know, he just never sees the field and just, like you say, just flames out a yeah.
0: lot of it. He definitely feels like if someone's drafting him, they're drafting him just sort of for his potential, isn't it? It's not going to be someone, uh, it's not going to be a surefire starter or anything, that's for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Moving quickly on, um, who's your number three?
1: So this is Herb Smith from Alabama. Um, great route runner, awesome run blocker. Uh, obviously well coached, coming from Alabama. Don't think he's an unbelievable athlete, but again, uh, the one we're going to be looking out for in the combine. Uh, I think he's a good athlete, good enough to play at the next level. Plenty. Um, I think the reason why he's not higher for me essentially comes down to production and experience again. Um, he's only a two-year player. Um, and even though he's got a uh, seven touchdown season under his belt with a pretty high average yards per catch, it's only one year. And again, like we are just talking about Sternberg, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult to invest in just one year. And especially when, although he's at Alabama, he's only played for two years in, in total because he was a red shirt to begin with. Um, and that's not even, you know, getting on the field for, you know, if, if you're not a red shirt and you say you're on the squad for your freshman season, you're still seeing the, the field every now and then, you are just, just practicing a red shirt, so he's not even getting game, game, game day atmosphere or anything so I think it's a bit of a knock but I think he's a he's a better player than Sternberger and Nauta. so I think uh, yeah he's why he's number three for me I think he's got some good potential yeah.
0: to me he seems more of that type that can do a bit of everything he's not sort of he can block and he can catch so I think that's why he's above them other two yeah
1: exactly I think that's exactly the why I've got him as well, number three as opposed to you know being below Sternberger or Nauta. I think like I say he's the first sort of all round
0: tight end that we've, we've discussed today yeah that, that sort of tight ends almost well not dying out but it's definitely not quite what it is was before is it i think some of these Titans now are basically just glorified receivers aren't they yeah yeah exactly
1: we've seen it in in, in uh, recent years
0: with uh let's see david Joku, evan engram yeah. engrams the one david i think of in particular well i think they're even co- talking of converting him to wide receiver aren't they just just literally just making him a wide receiver
1: well, he yeah he, is, yeah, he is essentially, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's not even he's not even a, a, that big of a tight end. He is just a jumbo wide receiver yeah. in terms of because he's one of the best outrunners that I've seen at the position. Yeah, like, you know, for, so in terms of like a college player coming out of old man. Yeah, uh, and yeah, he he's just one of those things, and it's just that evolution of the position a lot bit is isn't it? Where they're just like I say just jumbo wide receivers now. They're just mismatches, and you know it's. It's what the way the games going. It's all about mismatches now. It's all about getting people in space. It's all about being an athlete. And yeah, for some tight ends, that's not what they're about.
0: Uh, well, do you do you think he do you think that sort of all round ability is going to make him sort of sneak into that first round, or do you not think he can go quite that high?
1: No, it could do. I think it really. I think it gives him a chance, um, especially coming from a school like Alabama. And um, there's, there's just people who just buy too much into the the set. The uh, sort of Emblem on the side of the helmet and things like that. Although Alabama don't have a emblem on the yeah. side of the helmet, but yeah, I'm you know no trying to say.
0: No <laughs> um, I think it helps him. That I think there's a couple of teams at the back end of that first round that could like a player like him. Well, in Green Bay and the Patriots, I think both of them will be after a tight end or could be anyway.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think uh, yeah, he's definitely going to appeal to those types of teams. Um, there's always, I think there's always someone who selected tight end early, like quite surprisingly. Yeah. As well, um, we saw it with uh, Hayden Hurst last year going to the uh, the Ravens, and he he went quite early as well, and that was a big surprise. And I think there's always someone like that a little bit, um, maybe not in the first round, but just early. Yeah. The Chargers did it a couple of years ago with Hunt Henry from in the second round and we didn't really need a tight ends. Antonio Gates was still well, not in his prime, but he was still doing the business. And um, clearly so yeah, there's always these succession plan kind of tight ends and well from any position really. And yeah, he could be one of them because he's going to be a smart player, he's that all-round player, he's still got some developing to do. So you get that sort of higher ceiling and a decent, uh, sorry, higher floor, and a decent ceiling yeah, as
0: well. I think, I think we've, talked, we've spoken about it before on other podcasts where teams are going to copy other teams and I think the success that some of the teams like the Patriots over the years have had with like two tight ends and stuff is going to make a player like him more valuable, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then obviously with its all round ability, it doesn't kind of telegraph what the play is. If you got yeah. you've got someone like like let's just say Gavin Engram again. And um, if you've got him out there, you, you know he's not going to be blocking. Whereas if you've yeah. got like an all rounder like Herb Smith, you know, but you don't know. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I really like that from my tight end. I, I, I don't like it when these tight ends can't really block. I just seems <laughs> almost a waste, doesn't it? But, <laughs> So, you've, probably, you've probably
1: got a different number one to me then? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, so I know who's coming up to number one, and yeah, my number one is, well, the player that you're about to uh, well, you might as well go straight into him. Yeah. who number two? These, I, I think these
1: are equal one, to be fair, these Iowa Titans. Uh, I'm just yeah. going to be upfront about it because everyone knows the two people that we're talking about. We were talking about TJ Hawkinson and Fant. and um, I've got Hawkinson number two and fan one, but these are really interchangeable. Um, let's just say ourselves as uh, two people, for example. You, you're saying you like moving all around tight and I don't mind these sort of new breeds, these sort of yeah. mismatches, and that's why I've gone that way around. But it's not it's not really a it's not really right and wrong answer, is it?
0: So, I mean it just depends what you want, isn't it, from your players? Exactly, it depends
1: on what you want, what your fit is, what you're looking for. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Hawkinson. So I think he's a fantastic prospect. I think he's going to be one of the top, t- top uh, players on a lot of people's big boards, you know, when draft season is right in the sharp end. Uh, I think he's the best all-round tight end in this class. Um, although he isn't number one on my board, which can, kind of seems a bit silly. But like I say, I kind of like these new reads He can catch, he can run routes, he can run fast, he can block you into the ground. And um, like I say, it's just a, just depends what you're after. Uh, but he's he's still in this match because he can still he's still got like yak ability. He's still got soft hands. He can still run away from you. Um, so you know if you're going to talk about sort of who's going to go first and things like that, it's going to be what you're looking for fit-wise.
0: Yeah, like. Well, oh, seeing myself go straight to that, like, I think I feel like he's one that could really go high, and I, I've got him going. And when I've been looking through this, I feel like eight to the Lions really does well for him here, or well, really is where I he can go.
1: Yeah, I think that's the ceiling for for Titans in general. I think, yeah. um, whether the Lions will be a bit burnt by Eric Ebron and that that, uh, that uh, experience that they had with him is a different story. I really like uh, twelve to Green Bay for Hawkinson nice. as well.
0: Yeah. So the Lions to me just seem one of them like oh, I feel like next year they're just gonna be running the ball, running the ball, running the ball and I think he could really help in the run game and then break out as a passer as well, oh, as a pass catcher, sorry. Um yeah, so I yeah, I really like him there. Um is, is there any real knocks on him? Any...
1: Not really. I not really to be honest with you. I think he's gonna like I say he's gonna be one of the top overall players on everyone's board, uh, or a lot of people's boards at least. Um so
0: no, no real, no real, no To be honest with you, not not a big one. I'm being nitpicking. I would say. Yeah, so the only thing I had sort of like say nit, and it is nitpicking. It's just maybe he's not. Well, he's obviously not quite the athlete as uh fan is, but yeah, he's not. He's not. He's just not an. Not necessarily the elite athlete, is he? But he's still a very good athlete. Mm. He's uh, yeah. I I really like him as a prospect, and I think he's such a good player, and I think he's going to be. We said that some of these titans don't contribute straight away, but I feel like he's one that could just come in and sort of get straight to work and really contribute quickly yeah for sure
1: I think he's sort of one of these players that's going to be pushing for the pro bowl next year I'd say
0: yeah he's one of these players when we've done all these that I've really almost like fallen in love with I think (laughs) yeah I really really like him
1: yeah no I agree I really like him as well Um, like I say his personal preference isn't it one and two I'd say they're equal equal one for me
0: yeah well we might as well move on to the well your number one sort of tied one yeah Um, as well, you've already mentioned him, but so Noah Fant, what, yeah. what do you like about him? Yeah,
1: Noah fan, he's just a, a modern-day tight end, isn't he? He's explosive. He's yeah. a mismatch for defensive defensive coordinators. He's got a lot of production. Um, 11 touchdowns as a sophomore, followed up with seven last year. Can't really beat that as a tight end, to be honest with you. You couldn't beat that as a wide receiver in a lot of, no. um, a lot of senses. Uh, fast, quick, uh, good off the line, can jump high, can run you over. He's going to be too fast for... Linebackers and too big for corners and the safeties. So what? What do you do? You know, he's not the blocker like we said, as Hawkinson, But for me, like I said, I don't really care. I just want him to catch touchdowns and run past people. Um, he he can block. He's not the at it, but he can. Yeah. Um, I think the the kicker is that he runs a diverse route tree as well. I would get these guys to run like all the routes, and you know, he's not going to have to be taught much of that in at the next level. Obviously, we so saw with. With George Kittle, who came from the same school as these guys, uh, they definitely know what they're doing with tight ends up in Iowa. Um, and I think you know they—they they both could have similar success, and, but I do equate Fant and George Kittle to be more similar?
0: Yeah, yeah. Kittle's definitely a name I had uh, written down for this one. Um, yeah, so he, he is just that absolute modern tight end, isn't he he's, But he's yeah. I, one of the first words I had written down when I started looking at it was just athlete. I think he just that perfect athlete isn't he he's just a bit of a physical mm. freak
1: yeah exactly <laughs> you, you know i think i spoke about it recently about you know you, you want to sort of sometimes make a player in the lab for certain positions and if you kind of wanted that in the modern day pattern you'd make you know a family yeah
0: yeah he's uh yeah he's that absolute prototype um mm. so you, so blocking isn't necessarily going to be a strength but yeah i don't think it's terrible is it it's not it's not going to be something that... Re- it's not a real negative. It's just maybe not quite as good as some of these other players.
1: No, exactly. It's not something it's going to mean he's going to have taken off the field or anything like that. He'll still be able to do it. It's just not going to be sort of that top top level that you'll see with his teammate.
0: And so where, where do you think his ceiling is? Is it the same? Is it the same sort of area? Or is he going to go a bit ahead of him? Um, ahead of Hawkinson or a bit a bit lower down? Or where do you think?
1: No. Well, I think the, the ceiling's the same. I think it's still 8 to to Detroit. Um, but again, it depends on what they're after. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I really like the fit with uh, with Green yeah. Bay. Again, just depends again what Matt was looking Yeah, that'd for, be great, wouldn't he's it? Fighting. Him and there,
0: uh, Rogers. But uh, yeah,
1: giving giving Aaron Rodgers, you know, a weapon that Jimmy Graham should have yeah. been
0: for him would be kind of unfair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with Bonfair Adams as well. Yeah, and it does feel like maybe Green Bay, but almost sort of trying to prove that Rogers is that player now, isn't it? And yeah, they, I could definitely see him going that sort of way and trying to give him that sort of well, amazing put, would not it? Well,
1: yeah, I mean they've, they've got Rodgers now, and sort of last dose of his career. They've got to maximise as much as much as they can, really, haven't they? In, you know giving him that weapon in the red zone and just that other gel-free card. You know, we we know that Rodgers can do some silly things, uh, some ridiculous things, and I think just giving him that sort of other big fast target would just, like I say, kind of make it a little. Yeah. They have another team. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> um, well, say I, I really like Green Bay as a fit. That's that's one that I had written down straight away, and I think, yeah, I think if he goes mm. to Green Bay, then I don't think there's any real seeding on what he could become. I think he could be absolutely fantastic in the NFL.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that's his, his kind of perfect sort of landing yeah. spot for me. And um, whether they sort of decide to maybe hang on and gamble to see if he can last into the twenties is a different story. Um, you know because they they. Do have, I would say, bigger needs than, yeah. than tight end. They need a pass rusher, uh, and whether they want to do it that way around, you know, it's up to them. But I think, uh, yeah, like I say, it's a bit of a gamble if they want to sort of hang on till till the twenties uh, for either of them, really, either of the big guys.
0: Yeah, it it definitely feels like a year when we could see two tight ends going really early over these two. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, or, at least, or at least relatively full tight ends. Four, <laughs> four tight ends, right
1: exactly. Top, four tight ends, exactly. Yeah. It's um, yeah. It's it's not quite the this, the class that we had, like I say, um, in terms of the top talent from a couple of years ago with OJ Howard and Engram and David and Joku. But I think throughout the whole of the, the class, it's it's a lot deeper. I think it's going to be a a couple, maybe three, go in the first round, and then we'll have quite a big run, I think, on day two. And then you'd be left with some still quite decent players on day three. So I think, you know, if you want a tight end, this is the, this is the year. And, you know, you don't have to necessarily overdraft on the top guys. You can kind of get a decent one, like I say, in the in the later throws of the, the draft. It,
0: it almost feels like tight ends become a bit of a... Well, anyone that plays fantasy football will know that tight ends are a bit of a weird position these days. That there's a few top guys in there and then a lot of hit or miss guys. Do you think that helps some of these players that are... Uh... I say I hate saying that they're sure fire but it feels like them top two in particular are, are going to come in and contribute quickly do you think that helps that made the tight end position isn't what it once was
1: yeah yeah I would say um, I think it helps fantasy players like you say it's been a I think you know once injuries kick in and if you don't get one of the top three if you don't get like Ertz, oh, Kelsey or uh, George Kittle next year or last year you're yeah. kind of scratching around and then if someone gets injured then your kind of position is is, is nothing <laughs> and yes. then yeah like if you get this this group that comes through where there's five six seven maybe even eight ends that you can kind of hang your hat on uh especially if you're a dynasty fantasy player and um, you know you're gonna you have some sort of uh optimism about your position rather than you know like you say writing off once your guy gets injured
0: yeah um well we well move on to the sleeper well or sleepers i like the one sleep you've got um so we had exactly the same sleeper pick. So who have you got as that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he's the ultimate sleeper pick, really, yeah. isn't it? Who who even knows with uh, with Dawson Knox from Old Miss, yeah. just so so underutilized uh, at Old Miss, maybe because of the good options that they had at wide receiver, um, but they just never seem to never seem to throw in the ball. He was open quite a lot from what I've seen uh, of their games, but they just never threw it to him. Um, didn't run a diverse diverse route tree in college, but again, I. I think I'd give him a pass on that as well, uh, because of the offense. The offense is the most complex Old Miss. Yeah. Um, so onto the good stuff. I think <laughs> good hands, good catching ability when he actually gets thrown the ball. Um, for you know, in this class, um, so I didn't really understand why they didn't really use him anymore because he looks like he could definitely sort of get open. He looks like he can definitely catch the ball. He looks like he can move pretty well. Um, you know, and he, he's going to be that like mismatched again. He's got the, got the perfect height and weight for a modern tight end. Um, needs to be used a bit more so I think yeah that perfect sort of uh, mid-round flyer on Dawson Knox
0: could come could up trouble yeah, I think it felt almost impossible to to really sort of judge him because he have something like 40 catches over his two years there or sort of two years playing And yeah, exactly. I mean, but like you're saying if you built a player in a lab it sort of looks quite like him doesn't it it's not far off what you would want but yeah there's just no real production to back it up so yeah this was like let say the ultimate flyer but yeah, I feel like any team could take him. I don't think he's... I think it's any team later in the in the later rounds could just take a floor on him and could end up with a real good player.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'd like him to go to a good yeah. team, <laughs> you know, if, if I can kind of wish for that. Um, you'd want him to go to a team that can develop him and use him properly and doesn't have to have sort of join him in too early. Because, you know, he's kind of a mystery, like you say. I think it'll be a mystery for quite a lot of teams as well and that could, that'll lead to him dropping yeah. in the draft, I think. Um because I think they'll want that sort of proof before they actually, uh, you know, spend the draft pick on him. I think he could, draw, he could drop quite low, I think, considering his production. Like you say, only four of catch, I think he only had 15 in the last year. So this is... Yeah, who even knows, like I said, at the top. Um, and I think teams are going to be
0: uh, tentative at best to, to sort of use a high, higher pick on him. Yeah, so it feels... Well, if you look back at George Kittle's like, college stats, it's sort of quite similar, isn't it? He, he didn't have tons of production. Kittle obviously had a little bit more, but not tons more. And I think maybe someone like him, pan out how he has, might help him when it comes to the draft. And he seems taking a chance on him. Yeah, the more optimistic GM, yeah. maybe. Um, well, is there any other players? Because hey, there's quite a few good players in this uh, draft, isn't there? So is there any others you want to give a mention to?
1: There is, yeah, one one more perhaps. Um, Dax Raymond from Utah State. I quite like him. Um, again, not not a guy who's had tremendous production. The um, highest his highest amount of catches he's had in his college career was forty one, um, and he's only had three touchdowns in three years. So not not a crazy amount of production, but you know, played as a freshman. Uh, played subsequent couple of years, starting for Utah State. Um, you know, he's got a good hands. Uh, from what I can see, he's, he's a good mover. Uh, quite fluid again, not the not the elite athlete that you'd like him to be. Not got the long speed to, to, to run away from people too much, but he's really tough and does have a little bit of yak ability because he just just doesn't go down from what I can see. Um, so yeah, I do like him. Got that toughness. Um, he can he can block a little bit as well. So that's obviously he's a bit more a bit more of a rounded tight end, but you know, quite a couple of levels below sort of the the, the guys that we've mentioned as all all rounders uh, on the show so far. But no, I think
0: it's thing really good. Yeah, yeah. Another one of these sort of tight ends that could be could sort of sneak sneak up the draft. I think if he sort of tests well and sort of things go well for him.
1: Yeah, and he's going to be that de- de- developmental again um, again. Yeah. he he's, he's going to go in the ground. He's not going to trouble. The, the, he's probably not going to trouble the first two days, to be honest. No, no. Um, he's he's going to be that de- developmental tight end three. You see if he can work on it. And but he's definitely got the ingredients, and that's that's what you like to see.
0: Yeah, I think. I think once you get past round sort of two, three, that's what you are looking at, isn't it? Just people that have got, I don't know, sort of traits that you mm. would look for, and just hope you can develop them, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. because that, that, sometimes you're not even you're not even counting on people after the, you know, the first first couple of days. I you you're just counting on them yeah. to develop and see what you've got and see if you can get a bonus, really.
0: Yeah. If if you get anything from that, then yeah, as you say, it's just a bonus and sort of just taking a gamble and hoping something pays out yeah um, this is what the best gms do isn't it? the
1: best gms find these little gems and that's how they've made the best
0: teams well it's pretty much how the seahawks won a super bowl isn't it <laughs> the, uh, yeah some of these later exactly. round picks that paid exactly. out
1: exactly
0: yeah exactly okay well i think that wraps up our tight end podcast so well so i think this is this is definitely a, a group that sort of going to be interested as we get towards the draft perhaps more than some of the other positions mm. um Yes, but I think it's been my favourite uh, position group that we've evaluated so far. Yeah, I, I totally agree on that. This this felt like the yeah the most fun anyway. I don't know mm. absolutely know why, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was say as I said earlier, I think there's a couple of projects I really really liked from this uh, class, and yeah, Hawkinson in particular. I think he's my guy this year. It's, um, yeah, it's going to be one so, of those things isn't it, where you do look
1: out for, for you know, if, even if you're not drafted by the Patriots or the Chargers or anyone who you actually support as a listener. It's going to be people that you keep an eye on and you kind of think, oh, yeah, I really like them in, in that draft season a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, okay, so uh, well, where can they find you on Twitter and um, send your other podcast?
1: So, yeah, uh, my Twitter handle is at Wakefield90. Uh, quite simple. Um, I can be found a couple of nights a week on the 410 Yards podcast, which is at 410 Yards on Twitter. Uh, also on Facebook as well. Um, you can find the podcast pretty much everywhere where you want to find a podcast. Really, you know, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor FM, wherever you like. On the website as well. Um, yeah, give us a listen. Generally, just go through everything in the NFL at the moment. Uh, we give away some prizes as well, which always is a little bit of a bit of a bonus if uh, you can. Under our quiz as well, which we have each week, uh, the full time questions. So if you fancy testing your NFL knowledge, then uh, yeah, give us a shout and always after contestants.
0: Awesome. Who doesn't love a quiz? Exactly. Okay, well, great. Uh, well, you can find us, um, we're at First of Ten on Facebook and at First and Ten underscore on Twitter. So, yeah, make sure you give them a follow, go both as a follow. Um, well, yeah, I think, what's next week? Is it linebackers we got coming up next week? Uh, yeah, I think it is,
1: unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I think
0: we, we're we taking up a little bit of a dip, don't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: For the, for the next position group yeah. but you know i'm sure we'll find some other uh some other sleepers and some nice players over the next week or so before we get
0: together again yeah i feel like this is more like that cornerback group than the uh end group we just discussed there
1: i would say so yeah definitely okay well
0: so thanks thanks again for coming on and so sort of playing through these uh episodes and...
1: yeah i'm no, really enjoying it actually yeah the draft season draws closer. so obviously we're going through the combine at the moment uh just gets the juices flowing a little bit doesn't
0: yeah. it yeah we're fully into draft season and so when we come back next week, we'll have all the combine to talk about and mm. all that stuff. So, well, until next week, um, we'll see you later, Lee. Yeah, see you. Thanks again. Oh, Thanks again, pal. Cheers, me. and see you next week. We don't want to drown no more In the of the same old people kind that'll sell your soul Trade traitor for a shining stone ain't nothing in this life for free running from the greatest evil finally don't own me a man's gotta fight temptation